I'm Brian Myers. I'm Mike Ritalik. I'm Becky Haddad. And this is Owl Pellets, a podcast featuring tips for ag teachers. We are your agricultural education resource across the web, sharing research-based tips and tackling the tough questions facing agriculture teachers every day. Welcome back for Owl Pellets. Mike and Becky here with Brooke from NDSU. Um, I'm going to go so far as to say my very good friend, Brooke, from NDSU. And if Brian listens to this, it's going to make him really sad. But <laughs> that's how I introduce Brooke. But Brooke, tell us a little bit about yourself um, to get us started here today. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I am in my second year at North Dakota State University as a faculty member um, after working there for three years as a graduate student. Oh, can you not hear me? No, no, the, the North He just wants to hear North, North, North Dakota. Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, North Dakota. Yes, that's where that's where I'm from. <laughs> the land of snow and really strong wind. Um, so don't come in January, come in the spring. Um, well, spring hasn't started yet. Anyway. <laughs> it's it's also the middle of May. Finding in Iowa this week. Um, but I was, I was a high school ag teacher for seven years um, prior to uh, coming to NDSU. I've been there now uh, three years as a grad student, two years as a faculty member, um, working with pre-service teachers. And one of the things that I am really passionate about is um, student-centered learning, inquiry-based instruction, and agri-science research. So that um, was kind of the focus of my research uh, through my thesis and then um, through this study, which I just conducted as a graduate student. So. So tell us about that study. What are we talking about today? Yeah, so I was interested in knowing what led teachers to utilize agri-science research in their own programs. Um, having had students that um, did agri-science research projects as a teacher, I wanted to know if others had similar experiences to me because I kind of knew what led me to the process, but I wanted to know um, if my experience was unique or if there was something um, consistent across the board that, that made teachers choose to engage in agri-science research. Um, because my research as a, for my master's degree kind of highlighted the benefits that students get out of participating in agri-science research SAEs. So they get, um, they have higher um, self-perceived um, 21st century skills like communication and critical thinking and problem solving and all that good stuff like creativity. And so uh, if we know that it's good for students, what makes teachers want to implement it? And um, kind of what we found is that um, there's a number of factors um, that, that teachers think about as they choose to engage in agri-science research or not. Um, kind of the big ones is that teachers who um, chose to integrate agri-science research projects were really committed to whole student development. Um, they were thinking about things like inquiry-based instruction. They were thinking about um, career readiness, um, the development of those 21st century skills beyond just agricultural content. Um, they saw agri-science research as a way to differentiate instruction for their students and individualize it. So for example, um, a student who is really interested in food science, for example, doesn't have a ton of opportunities in FFA, um, right? We have the food science uh, CDE, um, and maybe you can get them placement at a food facility in your community if you have a placement available but like in my small rural community there were no you know SAE opportunities outside of 
the school for them to explore food science. Um, and agri-science research was a great way to like hone in on the things that students were really interested in and give them kind of the opportunity to explore um, in that area. And so teachers kind of mentioned over and over again how they you know, could, could help students explore deeper their interests where there weren't other opportunities in ag education, or maybe their, their school doesn't have a whole class dedicated to that topic, right? And so um, it was kind of like viewed as an after-school project or an enhancement project of some sort. Um, additionally, you know, the, they did mention, a lot of teachers talked about the fact that they were able to accomplish multiple tasks with one thing. Um, so they were able to, you know, have agri-science research in their classroom, and then those students could submit, you know, document their hours and submit it for a proficiency award and count it towards their SAE, and then also turn around and take it to the agri-science fair. Um, so they kind of felt like they were maximizing their time and energy. Uh, there were teachers who mentioned student buy-in was a challenge. Um, we still run into some perception issues, and I'm not certain this is, um, you know, localized to North Dakota, but there is an, a perception that agricultural education is ag mechanics, production agriculture, and so you bring in this like science-y stuff and kids say, oh, well, this isn't ag ed, like, why are we doing chemistry in ag class, and why are we doing science in ag class, and so some teachers did mention that that was a challenge for them as they implemented agri-science research projects, um, because they had kids that like dropped out of their class. They went so far as to say like, no way, count me out. Um, and there were other teachers who were like, my kids loved it. Um, if, if you challenge them, like kids want to be challenged. They don't want to do, one of the great quotes was like, kids don't want to do hard work. They want to do challenging work, right? Like they don't want to just do hard stuff, mm -hmm. but they want to be challenged and they want to be academically challenged. Um, and you know, I think that there's something there that needs to be like explored a little further is why some teachers were able to get students to buy in and why other ones struggled in that aspect. Is it a community perception? You know, what's the big picture there? Um, and finally, you know, agri-science research is a challenging concept to teach um, if you don't have experience with it. And so People talked a lot about how important it was to have, you know, role models and mentors that were doing it um, successfully that they could look to. Um, they talked about, you know, that it was a professional development that really, you know, pushed them over the edge that said, okay, I'm going to do this. Like now I feel like I'm comfortable enough to, to step off and try it. Um, that, you know, without that professional development, because we're talking about like research methods and, APA citations and stuff that, you know, a lot of people hear and they go, oh, no way, count me out. Like, I can't do that. Um, it, it led some teachers to say, you know, to make the decision not to integrate agri-science research projects where the ones that were doing it felt like, you know, doing their master's degree helped them build confidence in writing a literature review. And so therefore they felt comfortable teaching their own students how to write a literature review or, um, you know, teachers who had a professional development on the different categories and how to, you know, what's the difference between an independent and a dependent variable and how do I evaluate, um, you know, findings from a study um, to coach my own students? Because the, the truth of the matter is with an agri-science research project, we're talking about 
I mean, kids could go a million different directions with their project and an ag teacher can never be an expert in every single area that a student might be <laughs> interested in. Um, and so, you know, they talked about utilizing resources in their communities, whether that be research stations or extension agents or other experts um, reaching out to their land grant universities uh, to see if there were, you know, faculty members that could serve as um, even just a pair of eyes to look at an experiment um, and kind of taking the pressure off of them feeling like they needed to be the expert in every single area um, that that really helped their students be successful. Yeah, go ahead. I think you brought in a really interesting point about the differentiation and I hadn't really thought about it because I think so often when we think about differentiation, we think about our learners that would be labeled as fed or have IEPs or 504s, but differentiation isn't just for our students with exceptionalities, it's for all of our students. And so when we talk about being able to explore interests, when we talk about being able to really individualize that connection to resources and that connection back to our community, I think there are a lot of bigger issues that agri-science, engaging in agri-science research SAEs can tackle. Like it's not just the ag problem that our students are solving, but when we think about some of the bigger issues ag ed is poised to solve, when we think about rural brain drain and helping students see that like those skills are needed in their community. When we think about, you know, what that, especially that challenge piece and what are like, it's not just like the hard work. There is the challenging work too. And I think it, it can really open students up to a whole world that they haven't really thought about. I actually fitting like and it's and it's not changing that world. It's saying, hey, this is this too. <laughs> right. Well, and I think we forget that I, I think it was Purdue that came out with a study. Uh, it's probably outdated now. Um, I feel like we already passed the year that it was like by this year, <laughs> this many percentage of jobs will be, um, I think it was by 2018, to be honest, um, that like 25% or 27% of jobs would be in STEM careers in agriculture. And that, I mean, that's a quarter, quarter of our jobs in agriculture are going to be STEM related. So um, are we preparing kids for those careers? Are we in ag education, I mean, that is significantly more than what we're seeing in production agriculture. Um, you know, we really, in my opinion, need to make sure that we're preparing kids to go off to become the future plant pathologists and the future, you know, people that are developing precision agriculture technologies and um, genetic engineering and biotechnology. Like we need um, kids in those careers too. And so how do we spark that interest? How do we help them explore that? Yeah, really, I think that's an important piece and it ties back to something you had said earlier about the focus of the whole student. So it's, it, you know, our classroom should be more than just sharing content knowledge. And, and so how are we helping students think about problems and organizing um, information around those problems? And then all of the, the 21st century skills that you had mentioned, um, embedding all of those so that you know, it's not a unit on 21st century skills, so we're going to work on, on these activities. It's this well-rounded, complex problem that, or question that we may have where we get to learn, learn the facts, learn the content knowledge, develop the skill sets, and all these kind of things kind of intertwined in a way that uh, there's a richness there that really significantly improves student learning. Yeah, actually, you you prompted a thought um, on my way back from AAAE this week. Um, the guy that sat next to me on my flight 
just finished his master's degree in ag business and is working in Dallas. And we were talking, he asked me what, what my research was about. And I was like, wow, no one ever asks me that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell us I'm the guy on the plane. <laughs> right? I was like, really, you want to know this? But, um, <laughs> you know, so I was telling him about my interest in career development and career readiness and, and how we get kids to develop those skills. And he said, you know, that's interesting because I feel like education always teaches you that there's a, a right answer. Right. So like when we think about what we learn in the classroom, it's like we're teaching kids that this is the answer. And the truth is, in the real world, we all know that there are very few right answers in life. Right. There's a lot of gray and oftentimes there's a better answer, but you could justify a less great answer with the, you know, based on the situation. And, and so we kind of talked through that. And and I think that's what I also really like about agri-science research is it's not about finding the right answer. It's about the path, right? The journey to get there. And what are kids learning as they make mistakes and as they find the wrong answer? And um, I had one student one time whose results went totally AWOL, just backwards. Um, she's like, I failed my, my research. I didn't learn anything. And I was like, whoa, whoa, you learned something. You learned that this doesn't work, right? And that's like how science works. That's how the world works. We sometimes learn that our ideas are bad and that's okay. Um, <laughs> You know, we want our students to be, to be thinking about in order to solve, like you said, Becky, the wicked problems in the world, right? The big stuff out there, we have to be able to think about things um, in our own communities and how we can solve those problems. And it's not going to be, it's not an easy one, one-off answer, right? It's going to take lots and lots of um, trial and error and collaboration across groups and interdisciplinary action, et cetera. So I think you're 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 spot on, and I, you know certainly at a young age, students are taught the scientific method. They have a chance to kind of walk through the steps of the scientific method, but in in many cases, it's it's done in a way that always feels neat and clean, and and this type of work goes to the point that uh, you're making Brooke about you know the answers are kind of gray and it's kind of warm and fuzzy but we can't really put our fingers on it sometimes we make mistakes and and it helps students really begin to realize that uh you know research in the in the scientific method isn't always neat and clean and, and things happen and we need to replicate and continue to explore those opportunities and 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 try to make sense out of a mistake that we made or you know we, we really hypothesized that this was going to happen in this, this experiment and it went wrong. Why? And can we make sense out of it? Was it an error we made? Let's, let's try to figure those things out. So, so I, I think with that, Mike, I think as you think about, you know, a teacher who's listening to this podcast and is like, maybe I should try agri-science research. Maybe I should put this into my classroom. And, you know, I think one of the things to be prepared for is the mess, yeah. right? Like it's going to get messy. <laughs> it's going to get loud. There might even be like, who knows what kind of gross stuff is going to be growing in your classroom, right? Like, um, but being prepared as a teacher, like it takes a, a philosophy shift to allow your students to kind of become the drivers in your classroom and to let that mess happen. Um, like as a parent, I know that that's really hard now. <laughs> as I let my children, you know, the babies, I have a 10 month old and, you know, it life is messy sometimes, but that, that's how they learn is throwing their food on the floor, 
it is what it is, right? Like we can't stop it. So same with our classrooms, like it's okay for things to not have a defined ending and we need to teach our students that there's not a defined destination. Um, I think it's important to, one of the things that came up um, through this study as well is that some of the teachers integrated their agri-science research projects into their classrooms like as a part of a class and others utilized them in more of a traditional SAE form where they were out of the classroom time. What I noticed is that people who had it in the classroom had 100% student engagement in agri-science research. Those who had it out of the classroom had a small number of students that did it. Um, obviously the ones that were out of the classroom had more buy-in, right? Because students are doing it on their own time. Um, they oftentimes were those high achieving students um, that, you know, but as a teacher, it takes a lot of effort and time to supervise those projects. And so for a student who's doing it out of the classroom, you can only do so much, right? Like we can't, you can't run a hundred projects outside of school time. It's unreasonable and not possible. Um, where if we're looking at agri-science research as being something that's really good for all students, uh, regardless of their academic ability, and we wanna be sensitive to the role that those teachers are playing in those students' projects um, as a, you know, if we call these an SAE, right, as the supervisor of that supervised agricultural experience, I think having it in the classroom is a really important argument to make um, because those teachers shared over and over again is like an agri-science research project isn't something you do in a month. A, a lot of those teachers that did them in their classrooms ran it over the entire school year and they had deadlines throughout the semester, throughout the year of, you know, by this point, you'll have your topic area. By this point, you'll finish your lit review. By this point, you'll collect your methods. You know, some kids are going to do a baking project that their methods will be collected or their um, data will be collected in two days. And another student will, you know, grow, do a plant study that takes three months. And so, I mean, you have to make some flexibility for data collection in there somewhere. Um, but that those teachers felt a lot more comfortable supervising students because it was a part of the classroom process. You know, they felt like they could go in and have those one-on-one -on -one conversations with students on a more regular basis. Um, which I, again, like I said, I think if we view these projects as being beneficial to students and having positive outcomes, I would argue that um, we should allow them to be in the classroom. And I know that goes against some of the historical conversations about where SAE takes place. Yeah, so I think that's where my mind was going a little bit with the conversation. And so unpack that a little bit. Uh, you know, I think, I think some of the, you're right, historically, we've really kind of segmented to some degree SAE in the classroom, out of the classroom, FFA in the classroom, out of the classroom, and 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 what that looks like. So, part of part of your paper, I know towards the end uh, talked a little bit about um, to shift the current paradigm of ag education, and and maybe I think don't want to put words in your mouth, but thinking about that three circle model a little bit. So. After you've taken a look at agri-science as a good example, what, what, what in your mind is a good approach to, to, to look at ag education as a, as a model? Yeah, so sometimes I get a little frustrated with semantics um, <laughs> because it, it comes back to, well, 
like, okay, uh, for example, I mentioned that I like inquiry-based instruction a lot. And so when I'm teaching pre-service teachers, it's talking to them about, well, what's the difference between inquiry? What's the difference between project-based, problem-based, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, well, it's hard to explain the difference. Does it really matter what the difference is? And I think it gets the same, it, I have the same issue with SAE and agri-science research projects, right? Is it an agri-science research project that takes place in the classroom? Is it an SAE project? Or is it a an agri-science fair project? Yes, and, <laughs> right and, Exactly. And I always ask the question of like, does it matter what we call it? Like at the end of the day, the purpose of an SAE, in my opinion, is to prepare students for future careers and to help them develop those 21st century career readiness skills, right? That's the purpose of an SAE. Agri-science research whether it takes place in the classroom or outside of the classroom is still going to expose students to those careers and still going to help them develop the skills that they need to be successful in a STEM career within agriculture. And so I would argue that, you know, by, by suggesting that we need to be so focused on that definition that we're like making things more difficult than they need to be is really a barrier to student engagement in agri-science research and preparation for STEM careers, as well as, you know, teachers feeling like they're not doing enough, right? Like that we need to also like, oh, I can't do these, you know, agri-science projects in my classroom because they don't count as an SAE. And so I should be, you know, doing something else. Well, goodness gracious, just because they're not uploading their hours in the AET doesn't mean that they're not learning those skills, right? That's where we need to kind of shift our focus to. I think we have to separate out in that conversation, like, I think what sometimes gets stigmatized as far as FFA in the classroom or SAE in the classroom is like the prepping for the incentive and the, right. for the contest or the prepping for the award. But that's like that piece, sorry, like that's not where the learning's happening. <laughs> and so separating out, like when we talk about an integrated experience for our students, we're really looking at, you know, what are, what are they learning in class and where do they get to apply it and where do they get to apply it toward career skills. And I think while we don't want to like potato, potato, I think there is a little bit of separation we need to have there that it's not just like, we're not just doing this for an award application. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if it works for the entire class and it's good for the entire class uh, and ironically, should we be focusing on, <laughs> you know, what's in the best interest of students here exactly, and, and not getting caught up on circles and definitions and is it in class, out of class, can it be required or not? If students are learning and growing and developing and it's all students, not just, you know, the five or six students that I'm preparing for an event, then I think we're really um, onto something that's rich and, and valuable for students. Yeah, and I and I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. Um, yeah, <laughs> it will get yeah, me in trouble. We'll, we'll beep it out. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, because as a former teacher who was competitive, like I, I am competitive. Yeah, okay, I'll be honest. <laughs> achiever, <not that. laughs> taking the test like five times. It's been achiever every time. Like it's undoubtable. It's, they wrote that about me. Um, I get it. Like. I would have a really, it frustrates me, right? It, as a former ag teacher to say, to like put it on teachers to, to be the ones to say, the learning is more important than helping my students get their American degree. Okay, because for a student who really wants to get their American degree, I get it, right? Like an agri-science research project is not gonna do it. 
And I think that's a problem that FFA needs to solve, <laughs> right? Like that needs to be something that ag teachers, if that is something that bothers them too, like they need to make that clear to FFA that FFA needs to reconceptualize their awards program um, to take into consideration, you know, what are the, how are those awards shaping ag education and the decisions that our teachers are making in the classroom? Um, because they're really putting teachers between a rock and a hard place. I think you hit on something like that students want to. Yeah. Not exactly. I'm going to fill out for you or not that I need you to do like that. If a student wants to do it, great, let's do it. <laughs> but I think that's that's an important piece to keep in mind is letting letting that well, drive some. This has been a super rich conversation. I think even being able to have a conversation about agri-science SAEs and teaching agri-science in the classroom uh, is, is really worth having a broader conversation about. And I know it's, and your research showed it, it's difficult, it's messy, it's gonna take a little time. We have to live in this uncomfortableness as we uh, teach it the first few times and, and we're not gonna be the expert in the room all the time. And so reaching out and, and having that support system and those mentors um, and even students finding those mentors and coaches that can help support their, their work is certainly gonna be important avenues and strengths. And um, great conversation. I know it's the just the beginning of the conversation and we're not even near the middle or the end of it. <laughs> I certainly look forward to the other, uh, the additional great work that you'll do, Brooke, and the additional conversations that we'll get to have uh, around this topic specifically. So Brooke, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks again for having me. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Owl Pellets. Check out our website for more information on this topic and to learn more about our guests. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay connected. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll never miss an episode. For Mike and Becky, this is Brian here by the Owl Pellets saying thank you and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Owl Pellets Tips for Ag Teachers.